I'm really bad at topping at the moment, huh? I'm being very passive. No, you you just haven't done it for a while, so maybe you. Oh my god, I'm ashamed! I'm ashamed! Don't be ashamed. Everyone goes through phases. Everyone goes through ups and downs. Well, It'll come back. To you. Yeah, I hope so. Because I do. I do enjoy being the top. I just. Um... You're a good top. Thanks, babe. Yeah. I need to hear that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Oh. I love what you do. Oh, I love you. Makes oh me feel god. so good. That makes me feel good that you feel good. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Well, this should definitely stay in. Decolicious. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dykelicious Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Casey. Okay, so let's get stuck in. Casey, how gay was your day? I would say my day was like four out of ten gay because it involved me. So that's three points. <laughs> and I, I would say that's at least six. Okay, so that it was eight out of ten gay. Because at the end of the day, before we started recording, I slipped in a little episode of Ted Lasso. What is Ted Lasso? It's an Apple TV show about a soccer slash football team in the UK. Choose your correct terminology. Football. Soccer. And but it's in the UK. It's, <laughs> it's very cheesy. It's about this guy from America that comes over and trains the team and he's like ah. super upbeat and blah 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 yeah okay I have, but I have season yeah season three is very gay Jodie Balfour comes onto the scene is she gay she is very gay she, her partner is Abby Jacobson creator of League of Their Own she's fucking gay full circle mate full circle how do I Abby Abby Jacobson is Abby Jacobson is gay yeah, she's the creator of League of Their Own. She's also she's very she's the actress, right, as well. She's the actress, and she also created Broad City. Oh my god, that's so cute! Oh, I love lesbians. Yeah, it's quite nice. Maybe I should. It's got a lot of good characters. It's very cheesy, very very cheesy. But you know, sometimes in the chaos that is 2023 on planet Earth, you need a bit of cheese. I do love a bit of cheese. Yeah. Okay, you definitely do need a bit of cheese in this day and age terrible well that's good i'm glad that you enjoyed your queer day six out of ten is not that bad yeah could be worse <laughs> what about you Leah? how gay was your day um how hot was your day actually fucking hell right so i'm in a place called varanasi in india which is mm -hmm. a, just east of delhi i say just east on the map but in reality it's like fucking 12 hours or something mm -hmm and it is like one of the oldest civilizations in india at least um but it's very old it's very religious yeah very nice place really recommend it however right now it mm -hmm. is like 40 fucking 42 43 degrees and so i'm spending oh my, my mornings waking up at like five o'clock and then going to watch the sunrise and like going to all of these different places and these temples and whatever and then i get back to the hostel at like 8 or 9 a.m which by like by this time like by six o'clock as soon as the sun comes out it fucking like just starts to heat up and it's like absolutely fucking ridiculous at 6 a.m you should not be sweating in this way that sounds so intense it is very intense and it's actually only going to get hotter over the next month so i think i'm going to leave pretty soon yeah the rest of the day you just kind of have to stay 
inside or like in the air conditioning or in with the fans and stuff because it's just fucking ridiculous um and so that's how my days go and this morning i actually went for a boat ride with a lesbian couple so it started off very gay super romantic but obviously i was just there on my own so um i was having a a romantic time with myself and that sounds like i was masturbating and that was not Sorry guys, enjoy the view. I'm just gonna go downstairs for a minute. Downstairs? It was a fucking paddle boat, mate. <laughs> There's no downstairs if I'm doing it. I'm doing it in front of everyone. You guys look that way. <laughs> guys, look at the sun. Um no. Um just I did not masturbate on this boat. Um I was just enjoying the how would you phrase this? Like the the romantic energy <clears throat> I don't know what you're of to the say. sunrise. Nice. So you're on the boat with a lesbian couple. Was it just the three of you and the um and the boat operator driver? The boat operator, the sailor, <laughs> the paddler, <laughs> whatever the fuck we call him. I think that I've been affected by the sun. Uh, no. So it was the the lesbian couple, me, the paddler, <laughs> and um, another guy that we met uh, at the hostel who was very quiet. That sounds beautiful. Um, but no, it was very nice. I took a very long nap. And then, yeah, I have been speaking to you for the last two hours. Yeah. Which I, th- I feel like makes my day even gayer. Mm. So, yeah, I'd probably rate it like a six out of ten as well. Six out of ten rainbows? Six out of ten rainbows. So we had equal equal, equal gay, days. gay days. Don't you love it when that happens? Equality, everybody. Oh, I love it when we're in sync. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we should probably talk about the topic for today. Would you care to introduce it, Casey? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so what we're we're coming up to Pride season for this year. So there are a couple of countries around the world that have a month of celebrating LGBTQ rights and the LGBTQ people community with things like rainbow sidewalks, rainbow flags, and things like this around the big cities. In North, Europe and North America, this month usually happens in the summer seasons, so from June to August. There's pride marches and celebration. And we thought that this would be a good opportunity to talk about rainbow washing, otherwise known as pink washing. Yes, yes, we did. So here we are. Do you want to give us a little intro about what rainbow washing is? I'd love to. So rainbow washing is basically when companies use rainbow colors on their logos, on their products, websites, etc., in order to signal the fact that they show support for the LGBTQ plus community. However, there are some companies that do this just to win the business of queer allies without actually furthering equality and inclusion for individuals who identify as LGBTQ+. It means remaining politically and socially neutral mm-hmm. whilst still sporting the rainbow colours. And it can happen at any time in the year, but it's especially easy to spot during the Pride Month in June, for example. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times you kind of see companies that feature lgbtq plus employees wearing pride merch but yet they lack representation on their boards and executive teams or a lot of cases as well they may lack any significant action that furthers lgbtq plus inclusion and equity Mm -hmm. there's a lot of companies that pretend to be gay friendly but they don't actually support any lgbtq organizations or charities or things like this 
So I guess we just end up feeling taken advantage of and nobody wants to be taken advantage of. No, we do not. Um, yeah, so I guess essentially it's a marketing strategy that we need to be aware of because it's pretty easy for a company to roll out the rainbow version of their logo for this month and then not do anything concrete to actually support the community. Like you said, for example, not having people on in decision-making positions or, you know, if they're selling rainbow products, they're not giving any money back to community for charity or things like this. So in the end, it turns into just a way to get money from the community or the way they take advantage of this buying power is referred to as pink money. Which is actually interesting. I don't Why do they call it pink money? I'd be intrigued to find out, actually. I'm going to take a wild guess and say it links back to the pink triangle that people had to wear in Nazi, Nazi Germany. Was there a pink triangle that people had to wear? Yeah. There were a lot of gay people that were sent to concentration camp. They had to wear, I'm pretty sure it was a pink triangle. Fucking hell, man. How did you know about the pink triangle? I assumed it was just the, mm. the, the star. Well, in the 80s, there were a lot of gay organizations that took it up again as their logo for like ACT UP in France uses a pink okay. triangle. It's and... a, take, take a symbol that was basically a negative thing at one point and to, re, um, to reclaim it, it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, pink money. Pink money. Money that corporations <laughs> have been keen to capitalize on through rainbow colors and queer-centered merchandise. Yeah, we found a really good article about this on fairplanet.org and we'll put the link in the show notes so you can read into it as well if you like you know like all these companies bringing out the rainbows bringing out the glitter looking like they're supportive but what's the problem with all this why is rainbow washing bad well, at least for me like it gives people the idea that you know everything is fucking great mm. uh that, that queer people have equality and that everything is just where it's supposed to be and i think that it makes us lose sight of all of the hardships that we as a community have had to go through and with pride and stuff I think we often forget as well that it started out as a protest mm -hmm. because we didn't have rights and because we didn't have equality mm -hmm. and I think nowadays with the rainbow washing and even with the pride sometimes like we totally forget about how much hardship the community has suffered in order to get to where we are today mm -hmm. and that for me is one of the, the worst parts about rainbow washing, but also the fact that they're profiting so much on a community that they do not accept. Mm -hmm. The only thing that they're doing is trying to reap the benefits of selling shit with fucking rainbows everywhere, you know? And it's, it's very misleading. And I guess it's also a kind of type of propaganda. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it definitely is. I think propaganda is a good word for it. Yeah. It, and it also happens at a at a government level as well. It's, it's good, good for PR. tourism. It's good for people that want to move there. It's good for it's good for keeping up appearances. Totally. And the more you look into it, the more you find there are really big companies that are actually quite surprising that are putting on a front of being very supportive, but they're actually feeding into anti LGBT politicians. Like for example, we found a case study about Disney which was yes, we did. quite sad. I mean, it's not surprising. I think everybody is aware at the moment that Disney is very conservative in yeah. a lot of their behavior. Yeah, it's a massive 
company, a multinational mass media and entertainment company. The crazy thing is, so when I was researching this the other day, Disney actually have been donating to, for example, the Don't Say Gay bill. So they've been donating to the sponsor that created the bill, Dennis Baxley. Sorry to interrupt you there. What is the Don't Say Gay bill? Like, is it an actual thing? Are there people getting in trouble for saying gay? So like in America at the moment, what's happening is basically in certain states, they are, they want to pass the, the bill. Basically it is to prevent the word gay or any kind of queer reference in schools. Okay. You're not allowed to say your parents are lesbians or your parents are gay. I mean, it just seems like a way of just trying to manipulate people and, and make queerness go away. It's a very nasty bill actually. Yeah, uh, fuck. And I think now in America, it seems to be flying everywhere with trans rights and like they're banning drag queens from performing. But yeah, the Don't Say Gay bill, Mm. uh, Dennis Baxley, Disney has basically been donating to him and to the Republican Party. Uh, So this has all happened last year. So 2022 uh, in March. And after it got found out and it got released, I guess, that um, Disney had been donating to, to him. Disney released a statement saying, we understand how important this issue is to our LGBTQ plus employees and many others. Um, For nearly a century, Disney has been a unifying force that brings people together. And we are determined that it remains a place where everyone is treated with dignity and respect. Mm. But meanwhile, they have given money to every single sponsor and co-sponsor of the Don't Say Gay bill. It's absolutely ridiculous, especially like You know, I think people view Disney as this company or this place that's just so magical and so, Mm. you know, like so freeing and it's just so nice and incredible and whatever. And actually following all of the donations and after they had made that statement, Disney employees across America staged a massive like full day walkout in response to the lack of action Mm -hmm. and um, apathy over the, the bill. I should mention that since all of this has happened, uh, I'm not actually aware if they have donated any more money. However, there was another statement that said uh, Florida's don't say gay bill should never have passed and should never have been signed into law. Uh, We are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of LGBTQ plus members of the Disney family, as well as the LGBTQ plus community in Florida and across the country. Mm. It just made me laugh that, like, of course, after this gets found out, they're all, like, panicking and be like, oh, fuck, like, people are going to hate us. We're going to lose, like, so much. Yeah, uh, fuck. It's pretty disturbing because, like, Disney has already given the money. The CEO has already given the money. Exactly. And the PR, the little PR statements and the nice picture on Instagram, it doesn't undo what he's done. And you can't, I don't know, like, it's too little too late, you know? 100%. Yeah, it would be termed as it rainbow is. washing, no? what they're doing. Rainbow yeah, washing. yeah, 100%. But yeah, even looking at their track record in the content that they produce, they're very conservative and it's been in a conversation for a long time that there yeah. hasn't been any gay or queer characters in a Disney film when there was a lot of opportunity. Yeah, there was one film that came out like last year or something. I can't remember the English title of it. One of the characters was gay, but it went straight to streaming. So it was kind of under the radar. And then... Yeah, they don't want to make it too well known. Yeah. And then they missed out on a huge opportunity as well because they're in the process of remaking Little Mermaid and 
they cast Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, which is great. She's a great actress, but they could have made Ursula really like extremely gay and it would have been amazing. Or <laughs> Ursula is so Very queer. sassy. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, there's like a missed opportunity right there. <laughs> but yeah, so there's, and I guess that's a clear example of a company with a good PR team that's not doing anything in in the day-to-day actions. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like Disney would have the power. Mm-hmm. And if, for example, Disney did release some sort of movie with queer characters, it could make mm-hmm. such a big difference, you know? If they really wanted to do something to help, these fucking statements are not going to do anything. Like, they need to do something like that. And that's the fucking end of it. It's so frustrating because the, the statements are not enough. It's not no, enough. No, it is... Yeah, as you said before, like it is just like a little band-aid to be like, oh, look at us, like everything's okay. Everything's just going great. Yeah, it's fucked up, to be honest. And Disney is not the only company that does this. There are other huge companies as well. For example, it's not really current, but we found in our research some stories about Barilla as well, the pasta company. Hmm. Homophobic <laughs> pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse than homophobic pasta. <laughs> oh my god. And do you know what? I reckon that they probably have made some sort of like pasta that is like rainbow colored. Yeah, so the problem with Barilla is that the the founder's great grandson, Guido Barilla, he made a few dodgy statements in 2013. One of them was about the fact that he would refuse to do any commercials that feature the homosexual family. Basically, his idea was like, you know, they can do that in their own home, but he doesn't agree with them and he only supports traditional families that involve a man and a woman who are married to each other. Mm-hmm. And he he also like made a few statements saying that he had no respect for gay families who adopt. Fucking hell. It's just so... It's it's so like of course have your own traditions like we're not trying to push queerness on anybody like when you adopt a kid as Mm -hmm. a gay family or a queer family then the kid is so much more likely to grow up with love and support and everything that they need and it's very sad actually that you have like such a big company and such good pasta as well and then, I know. you know, like, because I would like to boycott these kind of like, at least I'm trying, I'm trying to make a conscious effort to try not to support these companies as much as I can. But the thing mm. is, is there's, it's so hard. Like, unless you really do your research on a specific company, how mm. are you supposed to know mm. that they're homophobic at all? Or if they're helping pass laws that are not helpful for the community? Um, there's a website that we found called dataforprogress.org. And they have a really um, interesting infographics about big companies. It's very American focused, but it's a good start. They have a few infographics about companies that have supported anti-LGBT campaigns. One of the big ones is Toyota, who gave so far $601,000. There's also Amazon, of course. I mean, Amazon is shit. Bad in every fucking way. Yeah. Jack Daniels, Walmart. No way, really? Mm. 
these motherfuckers. Coachella is another one that we found in our research, which the more I looked into it, the more I was shocked. <laughs> if you saw her face right then, she really did look shocked. I can, I can verify. <laughs> so yeah. So if you don't know, Coachella is one of the biggest annual music festivals um, in California, I think that's mm -hmm. American. And so it was originally run or organized by a company called Golden Voice, who a couple of years ago decided to, that they needed more investor money. Okay. So they got bought out by a company called Anschutz Entertainment Group, which is a privately owned company headed by a guy called Phil Anschutz. Anschutz. Okay who has an estimated net worth of $7 billion, according oh, to Forbes. Oh, is that even fucking Which possible? is a fuck ton of money. How is that um, oh, It's insane. Like, it's just insane to have that much money as a, a private company. Yeah. It's basically an enormous entertainment company. They own a whole lot of entertainment venues, like huge arenas where Taylor Swift will play, these kind of venues. Mm -hmm. um, sports franchises, music festivals, and generally large events spaces where thousands of people would turn up. Okay. And which is fine, successful company, great, good for them. But the problem is that Anschutz has contributed to the Institute for American Values, whose founder, David Blankenhorn, opposes same-sex marriage and is fighting very hard to uphold these conservative American values that he fights for. Right. And there were a lot of artists that were less comfortable with this ownership because it's a huge shame. Coachella is a huge, it's a huge event. It's yeah, a big it's opportunity for one the, of the artists to come. It's and, one of the biggest. Absolutely. So this company already owns so many entertainment venues, but also like they just own a lot of entertainment events. So if they say no to one, do they have to say no to like every other yeah, one? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you ha if you're going to boycott one, then you need to boycott all of them really for your Yeah, and then basically your... you say goodbye to your career. And then once yeah. you do that, like if all the queer artists are saying no, then there's going to be no queer artists left. Exactly. It's just going to be Taylor Swift in her little sparkly leotard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the last few years, there's been more and more queer artists. So there was... Harry Styles, Lady Gaga, Frank Ocean was supposed to play, but I think he pulled out for one of the one of the performances Good and man. Japanese Breakfast. And this year as well, in 2023, there's going to be a lot of queer artists like Angel is playing, Boy Genius, Christine and the Queens, Ash Nico. I don't know her, but she's Alo Parks' girlfriend and you know, you meet like there's a whole list of queer artists playing at Coachella this year. How do you know and that? You don't know who she is, but you know her girlfriend. I mean, not personally, but <laughs> just checking. I, I listen to Arlo Parks's music. But yeah, in conclusion, like it's such a shame that this, like all this. I mean, this lineup, I would go, but then that's my queer money. That's my pink money. Going that is to your pink money. the Institute for American Values. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's actually pretty insane. Like, just the thought of like Coachella is like such a has like it's such a queer event. 
because like mm. you just have this idea i think or at least i do it's like it's just such an open fucking thing for everybody just to go and enjoy the music and be lost in the music for however long it fucking goes on for and yeah, yeah i mean honestly before we started doing research into this i had no fucking idea that coachella actually donated money to the institute for american values and it's fucked up man it's very fucked up yeah um, i also never realized that it was owned in this way by one guy who owns already so much it's just like a homophobic monopoly that he's got going on so apparently in today's episode we're very disney focused but for the next topic something that i think is quite interesting disney have recently started in the last couple of years having a disney pride at some of the disneylands they had one last year they've got one coming up for this year and Mm -hmm. i was having a little look about what that would actually entail and so you have to buy tickets and from what i'm aware of you get like access of the parks from eight o'clock for the standard ticket and this is definitely not an advertisement just so everybody knows this is not an advertisement um Mm -hmm. and do you know how much the tickets are like bear in mind for Disney, how much is a ticket to disney pride to have to fucking pay to go to a pride in the first place ridiculous it's fucked it's fucked up but these tickets right are 100 Mm. euros what 100 what do you get with that you literally get like you can use the park from 8 till 2 a.m okay from 8 p.m till 2 a.m you get use of the parks you get there's like a stage where there's musicians playing and like semi-famous or famous musicians i don't know you have the pride parade which is just basically the same as a fucking disney normal parade but with like more colors i assume which i don't even know how that's fucking possible um (laughs) and then you get the meet and greets and yeah the access to the rides and stuff but honestly a hundred euros like that if I like, if we could give a perfect example of rainbow washing, it is that, mm. mm-hmm. like one hundred percent. But I just, when I saw that, I was just fucking baffled, absolutely just... baffled. Oh, how my god! How, look at us. how fucking is, we're just so we are just baffled. I don't even know. Baffled and shocked and so. Insulted, like disappointed. Having to pay to go to a pride is insanely insulting to the people who were involved in the very first pride marches or rallies where they were standing up against the discrimination. Yeah, like what goes through someone's mind when they make you pay to come and fight for your rights? It's just such an ignorant decision and also like i highly i didn't see i tried to have a look into it but i couldn't actually see but like as far as i'm aware none of the money from your ticket goes towards any queer charities or anything like that and so it literally is just profiting off of people liking disney and wanting to go to the fucking disney pride and yeah i mean it's just so ignorant of them and i mean i kind of want to say it's ignorant of us to go one of the things that we often forget especially with prides is that pride started off completely as a protest 
It was mm. a protest in order to fight for our rights and to gain equality. And mm -hmm. yeah, just to be allowed, like for it to just not be illegal, you know, and not to be looked down upon or fucking beaten up for being queer. And mm. I think, I mean, even like even me, when I go to pride parades mm. um, and pride marches and stuff, I'm just so yeah. excited that I'm going to have a day to celebrate with my friends at like the fact that we can be so open with each other and the fact that like, yeah, like we're going to have so much fun and whatever. And I do, yeah. I have to admit, I do actually forget sometimes about where it all started or I lose kind of sight of, of that. Um, and yeah, yeah, it is I, such a fine line between celebration and remembering why we're there. It is. And we also need to remember that we're not like we aren't even there yet. You know, like we're yeah. definitely on the way. But until all of our queer siblings have equality all over the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we did have a look actually into companies that pretend to be gay friendly for the Pride marches. Yeah, there's there are very different approaches to Pride around the world. Um, I guess there are countries that are more progressive in their LGBT support and the rights that the people have. Yeah. So, and they're like, you and I, we've been to a few, a few different pride celebrations now. Oh, and yeah. some of them have corporate sponsors, like in the form of the floats or, and some of them don't like, for example, Sydney, the Mardi Gras, which is the pride parade it's an entirely sponsored parade the you have to have special permission to be in the in the parade and there are different companies that have a float or some of the universities organize for their lgbt staff to be in the parade and they do like a special dance mm -hmm. for the whole two hours of the march and the community or the people who are not in the parade can come and watch. It's more of a performance in some way than a protest. Okay. And then like on the other side of the spectrum, there's cities like Paris and Lisbon as well. It is a march from one part of the city to another where the people walk in the, in the march. So it's not a, it's not a parade basically. That's completely inclusive um, of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of pros and cons for both approaches, but I was curious as to like, what do you think about the having corporate sponsors in the, the pride parade? I mean, from what I've experienced so far of the places with corporate sponsors, I think that it's all well and true to put your foot forward, but there's no check of or check up on if your company is gay friendly or queer friendly. There's no mm -hmm. check up on if you actually do support LGBTQ plus rights. If you do have mm. positions in your companies for LGBTQ plus people, if they're, they're actually supportive or if they're doing this to just to make like personal profit from it. And I think that, I mean, it's quite hard, you know, I guess when you do see like, for example, in Amsterdam, you see like certain corporate companies and stuff and you see that they really do have like the queer staff and they put them on the floats or on the boats even. And it's nice to see, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they're happy, it's fucking pride and everybody is pretty happy on pride, but it's like, yeah, are they being treated 
properly? Are they being treated equally? I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Paris Pride is actually a very nice pride. Like it's very protesty, which is, mm-hmm. I guess it's like probably the closest pride that I've been to that sticks to the roots of how and why pride came about. And yeah, you do have like both pros and cons or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I think definitely the corporate sponsors it does make it a little bit harder to kind of understand or to like, you know, for example, Disney could have a fucking mm-hmm. float if they wanted to. And they could be like, we're so inclusive. Look at fucking Minnie Mouse dressed up in a rainbow dress. And everybody's mm. going to be like, yay, Disney. Wow. And they're going to give away free balloons and stuff. And it's going to be great for their publicity. But what are the, what does the queer community get out of it? absolutely nothing Mm. and the queer community especially in america is actually getting the don't say gay bill um and it's yeah Mm. they need to find a way to like evaluate if these people or if these companies are actually helping the community as opposed to just doing this as a rainbow washing kind of event um in my opinion the pros and cons for the corporate sponsors i think i agree the paris one is quite it's quite a nice experience It's a nice opportunity for the whole queer community to come together, the whole LGBTQ community to come together, which for one, like on the one hand is quite rare. Paris, I find the community is very segregated. Like the gays hang out in one side and the lesbians on the other and the Mm. everybody in between just kind of like, you know, it's, yeah, it's 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 hard to find a mixed queer bar in Paris so the pride is a nice experience for everyone to come together and it feels very like you're included in the event to be able to walk and to sing the songs and shout etc but it's a huge event it's organized by an organization called inter lgbt and it's all volunteers so these people have like set aside months of the year to organize this parade to organize the route that the parade is going to go they've got to organize the communication with the police the permission to make sure they have enough security or if somebody needs an ambulance there's like the bigger the event gets the more that you have to take into account to like to manage those people and Mm -hmm. i think i think it's a bit of a shame that those people aren't being compensated for all their work it also takes away an opportunity for there to be queer jobs like in sydney there are organizations that are dedicated just to organizing mardi gras and it's a nice opportunity to just have like a a gay job and that's possible because of sponsors and i think it's important to make sure that the companies that are contributing to have a float in the parade that we know for sure that they're being diverse and inclusive in their day-to-day lives and yeah. not just one month of the year or one day of the year yeah. um yeah from my personal experience in sydney the mardi gras is is quite corporate we have the banks that contribute like there's a big bank called anz that covers their ATMs in rainbows and then they become ATMs for um, (laughs) the month of February. And for me, this 
this kind of messaging, it also means that they have organized in their company to have a LGBT team come together to be at this event. So that means that they've like encouraged people to find each other. And within this big corporate company, there's an LGBT social group, which I think is a nice touch. And you don't find that everywhere. I just think that it's a small step that can be quite nice. Mm. So I think I would err on the side of pro sponsorship for the sake of bringing the conversation into work life as well so that people are encouraged to live their authentic selves and to be their authentic selves in at every, work as well. Yeah, in every aspect of their life for sure. Mm, that's that's my little two cents. <laughs> that was very two insightful. Cents of money. <laughs> very insightful. Thank you, love. Yeah, no, far out. I didn't realise too much about the teams and stuff that they would organise. I think for me, it's just the main aspect of vetting them properly and doing the background checks because, mm-hmm. you know, like otherwise it's like taking a bribe from from somebody or taking like 100%. dirty yeah. money from somebody, you know, like, and I think they should just be vetted properly. But yeah, um, I think the question is also, where would you draw the line on accepting money from the companies? The donations, I mean. I think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, if the company is also donating to homophobic organizations then you'd say fuck off and keep your shitty yeah. day money keep your six hundred thousand. i don't want to yeah do you know what <laughs> it would help us so much but just on on the principle we're not going to accept it because you're fucking homophobic yeah i guess at the end of the day it's it's good to make yourself aware of these kind of situations and to get yourself to the point where you're second guessing what you're buying and who you're buying it from and who you're supporting. I guess I'm not going to buy any more Barilla pasta. Yeah, me neither. Um, (laughs) No, 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 But even like the, the socks that you wear, like the rainbow socks or this shit like this, Mm. it's good to double check who is making them and what do they, what do they stand for? 100%. While I was doing all this research, I've been getting a lot of Facebook ads for a company called Gay Pride Apparel. We'll put a link to the company in the show notes. It's like a small business Mm. that is run by two guys who were best friends in primary school and then they went their separate ways because they went to different colleges and then they came back together and they started dating and they started this company and now they make like prize apparel. Yeah. So they make like t-shirts or they make little badges and stickers and they post it in discreet packages just in case you want to be private about receiving a rainbow flag. (laughs) It looks like a really nice company. And this is the kind of organization that's making rainbow apparel that would be good to support. And yeah, giving back to the community just what we want to do yeah keep it in the community Mm. make the gays rich yeah make the fucking gays rich fuck yeah so i guess just to wrap it up because we're we've been talking a lot about like rainbow washing is a lot about corporate actions and corporate behavior yeah so when you are looking at these companies just to give some ideas of what kind of things you should be looking out for Mm -hmm. number one i would say their authenticity 
what are they doing with their profits? Are they supporting or donating? And who are they donating it to? Hopefully it would be to charities or organizations that support the LGBT community and their rights. Also like diversity and inclusion in their policies and their leadership, the kind of language that they use, pronouns referring to spouse and partners. Mm -hmm. This one is, this one is pretty important to me as well, actually, because at the moment I do work for a big corporate company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very wary of that when I started, but I looked into their HR team and one of the HR managers in Paris, she's quite cute, actually. She did a training session with an organization called L'Autre Cercle, which translates to the other circle. And it's an organization that does diversity and inclusion training with a focus on LGBT oh my God. training. So when I started, her LinkedIn page was full of like all these posts of like, I just did a training about how to talk to non-binary people and how we should <laughs> refer to them and like how it's really important to put your pronouns in your signature and make sure like even if you're not non-binary or trans, it's a way of including others to add your pronouns to your signature. Mm-hmm. And at each post, she's like, I'm an ally. I'm an LGBT <laughs> ally. And I'm learning about how to be a good ally. Oh my God, you sound so cute. It is quite cute. But anyway, this, this kind of diversity and inclusion training, it's important to know that the companies are Supporting. making their HR teams do this. Yeah. And learning how to be good allies. <laughs> I think your company has it, well, at least this lady has it down. Huh? She's, she's, she's keeping an eye out for the queers. Good honour. Thanks, Al. So something else would be a recruitment or parental leaves. I think that one kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, and making sure that they're creating an environment where those people feel comfortable to be openly queer. In the workplace. Uh, mm-hmm. Making sure that you're allowing for parental leave as opposed to maternity leave Mm -hmm. but yeah after all that reflection I do have do you have any final thoughts I just I do hope that it it stops becoming a thing because it's fucking ridiculous and that's about all I can say do you have any other thoughts I think for the sake of optimism I guess the big takeaway is just to be aware of where your money is going Mm -hmm. and who the companies are that you're supporting definitely and um don't buy your rainbow flags on Amazon. No, please don't. I mean, no judgment. You do you. Do what you want with your money, but please don't buy them. Just come on. Make good decisions. Make good choices. Okay, everybody. Make good choices, guys. Let's make good choices together. And on yeah. that note. Um... Well, I do just sorry, just before we finish, I have one last question. Okay. Okay. So imagine you're at a um non-corporate sponsored pride. You're walking along the street and you pass by a bookshop, very queer bookshop, and you stop and there's a cute girl inside and you want to go off and say hello to her. Do you have a pickup line for her? So in that scenario, I would probably go up to the girl and the conversation would go something like this. Hi, uh, can I buy you that book? What? You're right. Who needs a book when you and I can create our own story? Oh, 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 that's so cute. (laughs) Listen, I'm trying to read in the dirty ones. Um, I do have a little bit of class sometimes. And uh, 
Yeah, this is my romantic side coming out. So I hope that you wow. all enjoy I'm that. Breaking hearts left, right, and center. Yes, I am. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you're not really. no, I'm not. I'm a good girl. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, I know. I saw. I, I like. I just. I, yeah, I thought it would. I thought it would be very nice. I like this cute side of Leah. Well, babe, I'll show it to you more often. Don't worry. A little hopeless for a bed too. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> It's the bottom with me that's just apparently coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, babe, like, what can I do to make it better? <laughs> oh, God, I need to get back into the day, so. So here we are, another episode of Dacalicious. And we just want to say thank you so much to everybody that's been listening yes. so far. Thank you for your support. We're loving your comments. We really are. And, yes, do feel free to... Share the podcast with your friends, your family, and subscribe, family. rate, and review if well, if you feel that way inclined. That's what we're here for. That's what we're queer for. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what we're going to disappear. <laughs> oh my god, that was perfect! A massive thanks to our producers El and Maria, and also music is by Mimu. We hope that you have a very queer week, and we'll talk to you next week. week. Busy. Stay strong, lesbians. Peace, peace, peace. Bye. Take it off.